Connect. Searching. Now connected to You Got a Story podcast. Now listening to Smiley Boy by Mac Aries. Stuck in a danger zone, the king of a lonely throne, and the line between my love and hate grows thin. Nobody worth trusting in. I'm flying with Halloweens. I just hope I don't burn out against the sun Have I come this far to tell you that I'm done Feels like this Sorry, sorry, sorry. Woo! <laughs> That's my shit. It was a tie, yo. It was between this one and another song that I'm going to play. Well, not play right now, but like maybe I'll give it to y'all next week. But yeah, yo, that's my shit. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I got to hit this. 
Feels like I won't change And I gotta hold on me It's like it won't change Alright, alright, I'm done, I'm done Boy, I know I'm not Waiting on blue, blue skies Woo! Okay, now I'm done <laughs> All right, what's good, though? What did doobie doobie do? Uh, what's good, new listeners? Nice to come to your acquaintance. And to, re- to the rest of y'all who are returning once again, <laughs> what up, dog? <laughs> what y'all been on, bro? And broettes? Yo, why don't we never make a broettes? <laughs> what's good, though? This is You Got A Story. I am your host, O to the motherfucking T. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all know what I mean? This is podcast about podcasts. As y'all know, my topics may come from podcasts, may come from news, but that's what we started, so that's what we're going to do. Other than that, I mean, the day is, you know, what it is. Y'all already know. I was a little bit late to the party. Uh, apologies. Now, you know what? Fuck that. I got a life. Shit happens. Sometimes you might not get a pod on the day that you get the pod. I might have a whole week off, like for my vacation that I'm going to be taking in a couple weeks or months, I should say. But I still love you guys enough to let you guys know um, it is sincerely not my intention to ever be late. You know, this is a commitment to you, to me, to you all, to the story and storytellers of the world. Can't tell stories if I don't put out the episodes, right? So, what is, what's good, though? Uh, much has happened in the news. Much has transpired. So, let's dive into it. I mean, you know, I kind of skipped dinner. And for lunch, I only had ramen, so I kind of just want to get 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 as far as I can get before my stomach growls, and then we're just going to call it, because I think I'm going to pass out soon. <laughs> uh, working is, you know, one of those things where it's like, damn, just imagine how much I could accomplish if I worked for myself at this rate and pace. Oh, my God. I wouldn't be a millionaire anymore. I'd be a billionaire. Matter of fact, there's not a word for how much money I'd make if I could have been working for myself all this time. Anyway, enough about me. Let's look at the notes that I have. Um, it's not really much per se. Um, I mean, well, one, this is our 50th episode. Guys, if you've been here from the beginning, we've made it to our 50th episode of You Got a Story. Now I'm clapping. In my mind, because I clap out loud, it's kind of self-indulgent to clap for yourself with no one around. I might. I mean, there's levels of like arrogance. There's levels of like uh, narcissistic narcissistity. Yeah, I like that narcissistity. Um, and I haven't reached that level yet, so I'm not gonna clap. But it is an achievement. I mean, hell, I don't know many people I know out there with fifty episodes, fifty episodes of anything. <laughs> so it's accomplishment for myself. So I'm doing that. Uh, y'all remember that show? Uh, I forget what it was called now, but it was like the guys clapped their hands together and they like they waved it left and right. They're like, "Yeah, man, good job." I don't know where that's from, but that's what I'm doing. I'm just shaking my hands, both sides, like you're doing a a European Spanish uh kiss, but uh, besitos on the cheeks, both sides. Yeah, I'm doing that with my hands, cause you know, fifty is a big number. You know, when I get there at age, it'll be crazy. If and you know anything else with fifty, like. 50th anniversary I don't know guys look it's my 50th episode I'm just being happy today um and it's late 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to scream in your hair. Um, all right, well, now that that's out of the way, 50th episode is a big deal. I wanted to get a guest for you all. Uh, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> I know I may look good in the beginning, but like trying to like hit people up and set them down for a talk is like astronomically hard for me. That's why I need an assistant to help me out to like, yo, hit them up for me. Yes or nay? All right, next person. Yes or nay? Yay. All right, let's get it going. Anyway, said anyway way too much. I feel like I'm going to stop right now. So let's start with some of the stuff that I wrote down. Men getting knee enhancement surgery. Wow. Didn't know we were there yet. Nope. Nope. You see, when I had watched this episode on South Park all those moons ago, I think I was definitely an impressionable kid. Maybe not even 12 yet. I remember this episode. I remember he had a green jersey on. So I think he played for the Celtics. Who I'm talking about is Kyle. Kyle was playing or Kyle wanted to get taller. And I think in this episode, the principal, Mr. Garrison. Oh, that's a funny guy. Mr. Garrison wanted to also get rid of his balls. See where I'm going with this? If memory serves, Kyle gets taller. He gets this height height surgery, knee replacement surgery. And um, what made him propel to such heights were, in fact, Mr. Garrison's balls. The interesting part of this that I just thought of, I don't know why it came to me now, and not when I was a little kid, but yo, how big was Mr. Garrison's balls? They had to have been big because yo, Kyle got tall. Kyle got so tall and surprisingly black. Nobody else talked about that. That I'm remembering he was dark skinned in the episode during this time. Didn't get it. We're moving on though. But in this episode, he was tall. Kyle, yeah, I remember Kyle, the Jewish kid that Cartman always called a fucking Jew. <laughs> oh no, no, he said stupid Jew. <laughs> Oh, no, no, he does say fucking Jew. I don't know what he's saying, but he's always having Jew and some term around Kyle to say fuck you. <laughs> so, I, oh, man, their dynamic is always great, right? Like, uh, don't call me Jew, you fucking fat ass. Like, that's that line from the movie, amazing. Amazing. Because then that's the whole, like, fuck you. They go back and forth, and then, like, Mr. Garrison's in there, and he's like, Kyle, Cartman. Kenny. <laughs> so I love that. I love that exchange. Um, and I and I remember in the and so back to the episode, right? This particular episode, Kyle is tall. He's tall enough to dunk, guys. But he hasn't dunked until like I think maybe his first game. I mean, he only played one game. I don't know. But he hadn't dunked the whole time. And then now we're at the end of the game. He's feeling hype, juiced. He like fuck it. I'm gonna go up there with my hand like Jordan and dunk it. And so he does. He jumps in the sky and. He dunks, and then he lands. Unfortunately, the break of the impact was too much for Mr. Garrison's balls, and they ruptured all over the court. Oh, it was blood everywhere. Oh, it was shit everywhere. The fucked up part, at the end, Mr. Garrison actually changed his mind. He wanted his balls back. Well, look at that's going to happen. 
<laughs> I think throughout the whole series, he's now like his ball is principal teacher. Anyway, that's what that's what that story makes you think of. Uh, men getting these knee enhancement surgeries. Just saying. I get it, I guess. We all have something we wish we could change. Um, so good luck. <laughs> I am hearing that you can you can up your knees, but um, if you don't make your arms longer, then you just look funny. Uh, so I hope you know you have enough money to pay for your 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 arm ligament surgery to make them longer. I'm just looking out for y'all, okay? I'm just saying. I wonder if like because of your new height, but your feet are smaller, do you trip more? It's a good question. I wish I had a surgeon here, but that was that was that story. I mean, that was that was amazing, right? Like South Park has probably been the best show for all of. I mean, I didn't watch like I mean, my mom was my mom, so like I had to watch it. It's weird though because my brother could watch it, and if I could watch, my brother could watch. So that was my like little loophole. But still, like maybe their first movie I shouldn't have watched at such an early age. But it was so funny. That's actually how I learned about the the terrorist cat, um, Osama bin Laden. Oh no, that's not him. Who was it? Was it bin Laden? Yeah, I know who I'm talking about. The he, uh, he's featured on that show on Netflix about the dictators. Ah, uh, I don't remember, but they found him in a hole. Is that from what I remember? I think Cat Williams even had a joke about it, and they found that motherfucker in a hole. Anyway, before his supporters get upset. Um, yeah, I remember that dude, man. Like the he was sleeping with the devil. Man, y'all know who I'm talking about, man. Like I just horrible with names. <laughs> anyway, like I said, we're at that stage in life where we're just gonna do whatever the fuck we want to do to these bodies. I get it. Y'all do your thing. Me, I've decided that this flesh is um what I'm stuck with. <laughs> the most plastic surgery I'll probably do is when I probably when I do the dentures. Um, now that I've witnessed Joe Budden, he said the cost was seventy k. All right, bet if that's the goal, I'm gonna go get ahead and get that so I can get my little dentures in, and uh, that'll be that. But other than that, I mean, hey, I got what I got, so um, I get it, you know. But um, I guess I just won't follow suit. That's good, right? Like, can't we get to that stage? Like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm not following suit, though. <laughs> Y'all, you, you have a good one. Yo, fist bump. <laughs> anyway, I'll move on. Because uh, I'm sure that uh, that story of Kyle was fun. Uh, Next up, LeBron got the vaccine and then got dragged on the media for it. Because he didn't want to tell other players what to do with their health. Um... Yeah, guys, this makes this giving me goosies because that and it's not the good kind. It's the yo, watch your fucking mouths. No, no, seriously, like we gotta we gotta get back to telling people to yo yo watch your mouth, bro. Because at the end of the day, he said what well, we all have been saying, what Nikki has been saying. Since you try to drag her as well, like we're not having it. Look, stop. I'm not saying it again. It's 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 not a good look for you. We don't forget your faces. People who are talking shit on athletes and our superstars and our icons who are only doing their due diligence, which is keeping it a hundred with us. That's the only thing they have to do with us. That's the only thing I've only asked of all all the people out here, out in the world, in the limelight, is yo, just keep it a hundred. Just keep it a fucking hundred, bro, and we're good. And they're keeping it a hundred with y'all, and y'all are dragging them for it, and I'm not fucking cool. I'm not cool with that, yo. Back, back, and watch your fucking mouths. I don't like, I don't like that. 
I don't. Nikki said, look, she'll probably get it, but this is what she's heard. It's like we all have done, right? I mean, it's not what we all have done. I mean, a lot of y'all are still saying no to the vaccine. But that's what she did. LeBron James said he got it with his whole family. He did his research. He looked it all up. He said it was probably the best thing for his family, but he can't tell anybody else to do what to do with their health. Let's just, let's just leave it there. The whole thing, the whole, like, if your whole, like, Solomon God was right. If your whole prerogative is to uh, encourage people to get the vaccine and and the only soundbite needed is the LeBron saying he's he's gotten a vaccine, he's done his research, he's it's the best move for his family. That's it. That's how you got to go. That's how far you got to go. Anything more is just you wanting to have clickbait because you want more people to look at your sites. And you're not going to like what we do in the future from y'all doing that. Because it could be World War Three aliens are here and I won't click on your news site. I won't read the article. It'll get there. You can tell me the sky is falling and I'll just wait for the sky to hit me because we don't have to indulge. We don't have to give you clicks. We'll just ignore you because you're not even being responsible enough with your platform to at least do the bare minimum of integrity. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I try to be happy, but when people go after your people, especially when they are doing and saying their information appropriately, it bothers me. It's like you're just looking for a fight. You're being a bully. And I really don't like bullies. I think it's because I hate myself because I have been a bully in my past. And, you know, it takes a bully to know a bully. So stop being a bully. It's not a good look and you will lose people. There's millions of other outlets and sources of information that's talking about the same information you're talking about. We'll just start looking at, at their honorable newsletters. These honorable other people that aren't getting any look, we'll just give them a look and start take, taking our attention away from you all who don't like to keep the status quo of integrity in your work. But hey, who am I, right? This is some regular guy, like everybody else, who's just regular people looking at this bullshit and hopefully offended. I'm not telling you what to feel, but I feel offended. I would hope others feel offended. Um, and if you don't, well, let's talk. <laughs> let's chat. Let's chat about what's going on in your mind. Um, but let me look at the mind that is your puzzle and let me see, figure out what's going on there. But other than that, I'm not trying to tell many people what to think or to do or anything. Like, that's not my goal. I'm just, I really just don't like bullies. And when people bully celebrities with, you know, with their news outlets, I'm like, yo, fam, you, you've never seen a boycott like the one we'll give you if you keep fucking with our people. But anyway, we can move forward to a more controversial topic, I'm sure, to everyone else. Dave Chappelle's comedy special is out. Shout out to Dave. His, this, uh, it's on Netflix. It's called The Closer. I've already watched it. I'm not really biased, but I am. Only because he was in a movie with a comedian that I put as a GOAT. And I've always had him as a GOAT. Uh, it was always like, people would always say Richard Pryor and then this comedian. And I would always like, in my mind, be like, all right. I give y'all the honorable mention with Richard because I even tried to listen to his stand up and it just wasn't hitting with me. 
Uh, I just couldn't follow it as well. Maybe it was just too, it wasn't the right time. I'm just too young to like appreciate it at the time that I tried. But it wasn't like Eddie Murphy's storytelling. You know what I mean? That's the comedian I'm talking about if you haven't figured it out. Eddie Murphy was a storyteller beyond any storyteller. And I was watching his stand-ups well before I was even in sixth grade. And I just remember, I remember how amazing it was. Especially in the beginning with like, I don't know if it was Raw Delirious, but he's the kid and uh, he's trying to get attention from his family. And uh, in fact, his uncle was like egging him on. He's like, yeah, yo, Eddie got a joke. Let him speak. And I thought that was dope. I mean, his joke was about the elephant. No, no, I think it was about a monkey and a lion. And it was about something about top of thunder and then shit dropping. And then he just kicked him in the ding dong. <laughs> and I thought that was amazing because that's. As a kid, that's who I saw myself as. Just trying to get a laugh. And remember that pause between like like he says a joke and then like his family is paused. Even the uncle is like, oh shit, what did I just encourage this kid to do? And then like a minute later, less than a minute later, he, they all just break out and laughing. And the parents are looking around like, what the fuck did we raise? But they're smiling awkwardly because it's their son. And they, they just made the whole room laugh. That's who I am in my mind when I'm watching this special. And that's what I thought. And that's what... That's what was dope about like comedy and what I understood about comedy. And when I watched, you know, The Nutty Professor, which, by the way, the full the first time I watched it, fam, at the end of it, like, I don't know if it was right after or shortly after or a day or a month after. But at some point, my brothers told me that he played every character in that movie. And I swear to you, that was like them telling me Santa Claus wasn't real. That shit hurt. Because to me, I didn't see him in any of those characters. He was just... Every character was funny. The clumps was hilarious. Every part, this dude had multiple personalities, basically. And I didn't even realize it. And I thought that was the beauty of his work. That he could be so good at it that he completely loses himself in the character. And we forget it if he's even in that character. And, yeah, so fuck my brothers for taking the black Santa Claus away from me. But it was just, it was great. And I bring up all of that because Dave Chappelle was that was my first introduction to Dave. I hadn't seen his stand-ups yet. I don't think they had even existed. I think he was probably working on Half-Baked at this point. Um, but I remember that scene of him as a stand-up comedy club and him going back and forth. And, like, even in, like, if you remember the... Uh, they, that's what people talk about him at. But he was actually also in Eddie Murphy's dream. He was in the... Oh, shit. Oh. Yo, there's a storm in Cali, right? And um, it just knocked my lights out. Oh, shit. I mean, if I opened up the windows, y'all could hear this shit. Like, y'all would hear the wind. Um, so this is what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm going to continue on for a little bit just to give y'all my points. But, uh, oh, yeah, this is about to get real. My power's out. I'm in the dark talking to y'all. This got real. Um, LA is going through a storm. I heard it earlier. I wasn't sure. I was sure. Oh, it's thunder. Okay. Okay. About to get real. Oh damn, that means Alexa is off. Oh man. Um. Anyway, back to my point about oh yeah the uh, the dream when he's in the if uh, uh I think uh, Professor Clump he's having a dream uh, that he's fat Godzilla and he looks down at Dave and Dave's like you fat mother he's going through this whole bit and I was just like yo this shit is great. So when I when I had finally gotten to you know half baked i watched super early because i was my auntie's uh my father dropped me off at my auntie's um 
uh, me and my brother because he didn't have a place to take us and um, he wanted to go out and slay, uh, slay his dick on some other chick. And so he needed his own privacy. So he left us with his aunt, with our aunties. And um, that's, that's, that's what I watched, right? As a fucking fourth grader, probably. I'm watching Half Baked, not knowing anything about weed, not really knowing anything about the smell, nothing about the culture, nothing. But yo, I died during this movie. I'm laughing so hard just off of the strength. Like, like homie quitting his job the way he did, saying, fuck you. Oh, I related to that as a kid. You know how badly I wanted to say, fuck you to my teachers? Fuck you, Principal Alberto. Is that what's his name? Alberto. Alberto? No. Alvarado. Avocado is kind of what I, I named him as. But Alvarado. Oh, that's what it was. Fuck you, Principal Alvarado, even though he was cool toward the end. I mean, he looked out. I mean, Mr. Peco. Fuck you. You sent me away. I ain't like that shit. I remember all my... Look, when you have a grudge problem like me, you remember every motherfucker you ain't really want to fuck with, but you, the world made you fuck with. Just in case you see him again, so you can fuck them up and say, fuck you, world. I don't know. I'm in the dark, guys. Where do you want me to go? All right? This is like... I'm literally in the dark. <laughs> anyway, back to Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle... I saw him there, and so when I seen his stand-up specials and all this, I was like, oh, this is, this, he's dope. I couldn't put him above Eddie Murphy, and I would never, because that's just so disrespectful, um, for me at least, and, but I honored, I honored him, like, I honored his work, like, Dave Chappelle was hilarious, killing me softly, like, the baby joke, like, what are you doing over here, baby? It's three o'clock in the morning, go home. And then the baby goes, bitch, I got kids to feed. Like, all of that shit. Like, being from the Bay and hearing about the Bay from uh, from a Detroit cat. Um, or is he from Detroit? I, I'm not sure now. I think he's from Washington, but D.C. But anyway. Like, hearing another perspective about, about the Bay where I'm from and hearing that was like, you know, was dope. And then you go into the psyche of, yo, he's telling you a story about kids selling drugs for their families. That alone, like, he made it a baby, but, like, yo, that hit, that hits you in a certain place if you really know where he's coming from. And, yeah, we'll laugh at that, but we're like, damn, that's too true to, like, not change. We should change that. I don't think we have, but, like, I think we should move forward toward that so that, you know, kids can be kids for as long as they can and just enjoy life before it sucks and they're adults because that's what happens. You turn 18 and it's like fucking, I don't know. Like getting pushed in the pool with all your electronics on you. That's what being 18 is. Like, sure, you can get all that shit back. But now you got to go through the process of getting all that shit back, paying for it. And if you don't have insurance, that's a lot more money. Like, listen, we know being an adult sucks. All right? I don't know why you always act like we shouldn't sugarcoat it. Like, being an adult is trash. <laughs> but we deal with it because what else are we going to do? Stop growing? Um. So, yeah, that, like, Dave Chappelle, the closer, I was anticipating nothing. I walked in just happy he put out anything else, and I loved it. I mean, it wasn't the the jokey joke side like like it wasn't built for that. Like like he was throwing out jokes, but like they weren't meant to make you laugh. I mean, they made me laugh, but they were like meant to make people uncomfortable. Like it was meant to be like, ooh, he just said that. Ooh, shit. <laughs> But I like I I'm a believer in comedy. I believe that, you know, everything is funny. Just give it time. You know, there's just a time and place for everything funny. I mean, it maybe it might, it might not be funny to you, but it's funny to somebody. So who am I to say what's funny and what's not funny? It might not be might, might not be funny to me or somebody else, but it's still funny to somebody. Some of this all this shit to me was like it was funny because I knew what he was trying to do. And so that's why I'll leave it like uh, 
did I do I remember every punchline like the baby joint? Nah, but I remember I I know where he was going. With. I mean, I do remember that whole like I beat the masculinity out that bitch. That shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was funny. His build up to the story was funny. But no, I don't know. People want to cancel him and you know, yo, you're not gonna. It's not gonna work. I don't know if I was on this podcast before and I told y'all that, but it's not going to work. We're not going to let him be canceled. That's the part of cancel culture that you're forgetting. It won't work, and it's not effective if people don't want to cancel the person. People aren't going to show up to cancel the person, and no one gets canceled. I don't give a fuck if you cry on Twitter. It's in the cloud, ho. Come up on the street and say that. We two million deep. I don't know if that's two million fans of his. It's probably more, but I'm just saying, like, it's not going to work. We're not canceling Dave. He's not hating y'all. Like, y'all should watch the... The Holton and uh, here's my thing. How do you critique? You know what? I do that too, though. Actually, I was gonna say, how do you critique something if you're not gonna finish it? Um, like finish watching it, and like I don't know, I play with that a lot because I'll I'll critique stuff based on the masses and what they're saying, and based off of what everybody else who's not the masses are saying. Um, but at the same time, if I'm if I do that, I, it's because I'm not critiquing it, critiquing it. I'm not. I don't have no stakes in what I'm talking about. I just notice from the reaction, this is this is what they're talking about. Look, I'm going in circles, guys. I love Dave Chappelle. Let's just we can end it right there. Dave Chappelle for president. You got my vote. <laughs> listen, guys, listen, go watch it. Don't watch it. Go listen to it. Go don't listen. Don't listen to it. It's up to y'all. But I um, personally think you're robbing yourself of a different perspective. And an amazing storyteller. I mean, his the whole purpose of the story was, I mean, the whole purpose of the stand-up to me um, was closing off all loose ends and about everything he said. And uh, I think, I think he, I think he was successful. I think he, he I think he hit his mark. So I think uh, I should stop saying I think, but I believe it's a stand-up that'll that'll really be a that'll really stand the test of time. I mean, it ignited something in me to just be honest. It ignited something in me to just talk, just say it. Like, if I don't, if I'm not really misogynistic out here, I just have a misogynistic funny bit or a joke. I'm gonna just say that shit. Cause, like, let's be honest here. I'm not the bad guy that I think I am. I know I I uh, self sabotage. Is that the word? I know I self indulge in hating myself because it feels good, but. I'm not this asshole misogynic that wants women to get paid less than men or women not get equal pay for equal work and and no harassment that unwanted harassment. I mean, all harassment should be unwanted, right? Like I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an enemy, so therefore why can't I make jokes? All this punching down and up shit is stupid cuz I I'm black, yo. I'm a black man. I can't punch down or up. I just punch. <laughs> Ain't no up and down with me because I like who the fuck you talking to? Yeah, I'm going back to my shit. Yo, Dave Chappelle, I appreciate you, man. Because con- uh, stand up, uh, excuse me, specials like this, they give us hope. People who are just funny. I'm not saying I'm funny, but I mean, shit, I've gotten a laugh before. It gives people like me hope to just yo. If if your intent isn't to hurt anybody and is to make joy and laughter, then go for that shit. That's what I do. That's what I'm doing now. Um, so yeah, like I said, my power is out. That the power has it came back on. Um, I was gonna cook. Uh, I actually haven't eaten yet. I think I said that at the, earlier in the podcast. I have a chicken 
that I now can't air fry. And I don't know when these lights are going to come back on. So this feels very shitty the more I talk to myself about it. Damn it. Why didn't I eat earlier? Because I was busy. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had. That's all I wanted to talk about. Um, everything else, you know, I got any other people here to talk to me with about. But this is what I felt comfortable with talking about all of you guys all. All of you guys all. That's a funny way of saying that. Uh, but yeah. Let definitely add in the comments what you thought about the whole thing. Uh, definitely appreciate the feedback. Uh, go ahead and then like and give me a one star or a review if you want. That's up to you. But uh, yeah, this is You Got a Story. I appreciate you all for listening. Um, do I have a story? I haven't give you guys a story. Oh yeah, I did. I gave you my childhood memory of the whole South Park. You think I watched that before this? No, I that's I watched that episode that one time back when I was a child, and I remembered it just now. All of the parts that I told you were just memory. That was my story. Yeah, did I mean? <laughs> y'all be good. Ultimate motherfucking see this. You got a story. Thank y'all for listening. One. Now listening to Underdog by Esri. Yeah, remember sitting on the bench, feeling like I wanna ball. Coach ain't wanna put me in, but I knew I was a star. From the bottom of the box, I was born on the dog, but I never want it all. So you know I want it all. Remember sitting on the bench, feeling like I wanna ball. Coach ain't wanna put me in, but I knew I was a star. From the bottom of the box, I was born on the dog. But I never want it all, so you know I want it all Ask that bitch to go to prom, she walk right past me in a hall I hope that nigga break your heart, and leave you crying in the star See all my life I've been a loser, I think it's time to make improvements I could've been a better hooper, true, but I got A's in making music, ooh And all the garbage that these niggas dropping, no surprise the plan is so polluted, ooh It's no surprise I'm so devoted been training like a locomotive Mama in the kitchen making magic happen Cause that EBT with hocus pocus She get crazy but I'm holding focus While my life is slowly rollercoasting Over and over and over And over and over Yeah, Shawty said she needs some closure I'm leaving it open Yeah, I'm a masterpiece like Mona Put me in a MoMA, yeah All these niggas sleeping on me But be in a coma, yeah Remember sitting on the bench Feeling like I wanna ball Coach ain't wanna put me in, but I knew I was a star From the bottom of the box, I was born on the dark But I never want it all, so you know I want it all Remember sitting on the bench, feeling like I wanna ball Coach ain't wanna put me in, but I knew I was a star From the bottom of the box, I was born on the dark But I never want it all, so you know I want it all Yeah, me and all of my thieves we need some ultra nice things My older cousin could've took the life of Pablo with that ultra light beam Bang, star on empire, star the empire, did it all at 19 I can't even lie, Jehovah like Geppetto, he just keep on pulling all the right strings That's undercover my jeans, undefeated my team Little bit of my jack, yeah. with a dash of my Dean I can't even hold you, we been through war and back, I'm such a soldier We way too broke, I should've been a broke I should have my mama losing her composure Over and over and over, over and over Meanwhile, I'm copping this clothes, yeah. that shit bring me close. Yeah. I'm a masterpiece, I'm like on up, put me in a moment, yeah. All these niggas sleeping on me, but be in a coma, yeah.
Remember sitting on the bench, feeling like I wanna ball Coach ain't wanna put me in, but I knew I was a star From the bottom of the box, I was born on the dog But I never want it all, so you know I want it all Remember sitting on the bench, feeling like I wanna ball Coach ain't wanna put me in, but I knew I was a star From the bottom of the box, I was born on the dog But I never want it all, hey, so you know I want it all Now disconnected from You Got A Story Podcast.